Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Easy Does It podcast, a podcast created specifically for the amazing members of the Morris Jenkins team. Oh, yeah. Super excited for us to be here for the very first time. I'm Meredith, here with my co-host, the one, the only, Rob Jeezy. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. I'm excited to be here. You ready? Yes. Man, I can't believe we... Uh... We're doing this. Me either. <laughs> how long? How long has this this been in like the thought process? Like how long we've we been talking about this now? It's it's been a while. I feel like this year we've made some significant strides in the area of personal growth across the company, and I feel like this is just taking it to the next level. I'm ready. Yeah, I do know Corey talked about this. Uh, if y'all don't know Corey, to marketing amazing dude. Shout out, Corey. Um, shout out. He, he talked about it, and unbeknownst to us, he was talking about it, and so were we. And so uh, we put the minds together, and here we are. And I know we're both pumped. Yes. So um, I've done a podcast in the past. Meredith, I know you've done at least 50. <laughs> no, this is the very first one. Uh, so I'm nervous, not going to lie. It's uh, but it's worth it. So we're going to stick with it. We're going to see how it goes. Yeah. So the reason why we even put this thought together of why we should do this was, I mean, really at the end of the day, more Schengens were a growth and learning organization. So when we think about that, there's a lot of really cool people here that have a lot of really good knowledge. They've had a lot of good experience and we really want to create a space where we can put all that together and make it easy for all of us to explore what that is and you know you attach it to your life you learn from other people and what easier way to do this than through a podcast that's easy and accessible to you guys so um i mean i guess that's what podcasts are for yeah. so here we are yeah i i think that one thing we've really always wanted to do is make it as accessible as possible and we know that a good majority of our folks here at morris jenkins are in their trucks and their vans um a lot of hours every day. Oh yeah. So if we can bring it to you, we're going to try and do it. So that's what we're doing with our podcast. Uh, so what you can expect when you tune in to Easy Does It, um, we're going to see how it goes. But our plan right now is to bring you uh, some interviews with some really cool people that you work with mm -hmm. that you may or may not know yet. Mm -hmm. um, another thing is to bring in some guest speakers, some folks who can drop some knowledge on all of us. Um, and then also, too, just to have some opportunities for some education pieces, the learning and the growth uh, that we believe in so much. Um, and so we're going to bring some personal growth topics to you. Lots of you have attended uh, Tech Talks, Lunch and Learns, the mentorship class, those types of things. Uh, that's what we're going to try and bring to you through this podcast. So uh, if you have anything for us, we're going to ask you to chime in on that later on, too, so we can make sure that we're, we're getting you what you need. Oh yeah, absolutely. And with these uh, education topics that we talk about, which we're going to talk about one of them today, um, it's stuff that you've maybe heard before, maybe in some of the classes you've attended, or maybe it's stuff that you haven't and you've always wanted to. So we'll always label the podcast so you know what's going on, so you know what to dive into if you want to. And um, I'm excited about the one we're going to talk about today. It's going to be good. Before we do that, I feel like Meredith Dewey's alive. He's always around all the time. <laughs> 
Um, it's it's funny. You told me the other day the the book that you were reading. You're like, I swear, do we wrote this book? There's so much. <laughs> There's, what did you call him? Well, his pen name, Sir John Whitmore. <laughs> he decided if he's gonna write a book, he's just gonna name himself a sir. He's like, gonna give himself like a sir that. name. Yeah. He doesn't know it yet, but that's that's his name. Uh, so, <laughs> so we always want to like think about what things can we pull from, and I feel like Dewey's such a wealth of knowledge, and. Um, so one, one spot that we're going to talk about in each one of our podcasts is uh, something along the lines of Mr. Jenkins told me. It might be from his book or it could be something he said or something he's offered us as an organization. And so we actually grabbed one of our old dues news from way back in 2013. And this was back in April. And um, man, there's some really good stuff. And it's kind of interesting how even the dues news has changed over time. So the, the one we have right here in front of us is just a single page, has Dewey's lovely face on the front. And uh, it he, he would basically pull like little topics and talk about it a little bit. And it's evolved so much. Now we've got like stuff's getting sent home. It's several pages. You know what's going on. And uh, this one in 2013, it caught both of our eyes. It's kind of funny. Corey sent us a whole bunch of them and we, we picked the same one it's like let's talk about this so 2013 in april i read this one and one of the quotes um i wanted to talk about was this it says time is the great equalizer of mankind uh it has been it has taken away the best and worth worst of us without regard for either and time offers opportunity but demands a sense of urgency like that that weighs heavy do we He's always dropping the knowledge. As my daughter would say, period. <laughs> <laughs> period. Period. Yeah. T- t- time is one of those things. Like it, it, we have so limited amount of it, but it's amazing how much of it like changes us. Right. And some of those moments, like you can have like vast change quickly. And sometimes things take longer for mm-hmm. us to, to grow and develop into and, it's kind of funny, you know, I'm sure you're dealing with it now. It's like when you're young, you, you want to like get to the end. Like, I just want to be an adult. And I'm sure your girls are like, if I can just get to this point, my kids do the same thing. But then when you get there, it's like, dang, I, I, I kind of want to go back and mm-hmm. slow this down and relive it. Yeah, missed out on some opportunities to take advantage uh, of some things that maybe you didn't realize in the moment. Um, I do think that Dewey so there's another um same April 2013 Dew's news um I pulled out exactly the exact same quotes as Rob did as a matter of fact uh but there's another one uh for those of you who um had the pleasure of hearing Dewey speak and um then also to just hearing talking with Brandon and Jonathan one of the people that Dewey uh quotes a lot is Jim Rohn Mm -hmm. and at the beginning of this Dew's News he says um from Jim Rohn, the problem with waiting until tomorrow is that when it finally arrives, it's called today. Today is yesterday's tomorrow. The question is, what did we do with its opportunity? All too often we waste tomorrow as we wasted yesterday and as we're wasting today. All that could have been accomplished can easily elude us until we inevitably discover that the things that might have been have slipped from our embrace a single unused day at a time. That last part, a single unused day at a time, that that really sticks with me. Oh, I wrote this down to talk about as we go through our uh, next piece, but 
um, the hamster wheel of life. We talk about the hamster wheel of life mm. all the time. You know, it's yeah. um, get up, come to work, go home, do your things in the house, go to softball practice, go to volleyball practice, whatever it is, cook dinner, eat dinner, go to bed, get up, do it again, do it again, mm-hmm. do it again. And so that single unused day at a time, you know, it really stuck with me. What was something I was one thing I can do today yeah. um, to feel like this day was useful. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. I'm in the moment right now. My uh, two kids, Charlie and Jack, um, they both just had birthdays. Jack's was on Monday, um, 8 and 10. It's ridiculous. So fast. But what we're dealing with right now, maybe not dealing with, words matter. What we're experiencing right now <laughs> is uh, sports are like in full-blown measure right now. And we're ending softball. Um, Jack has his last baseball game tonight, and then football actually starts tonight. So we're missing our first practice, but it's the hamster wheel. Like you're, you're going to practice, you've got games, you've got all kinds of stuff going on, and you might have a night free, and it just passes by so fast. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about your time, it's how you view it, and are you making good use of your time rather than just living through it? Like are we are we, are we living or are we – living for purpose, the purpose that we want. Sometimes you can't control everything. You want your kids to have the experiences, but at the same time, it's like you you can't be so focused on, I just can't wait for this to end because you only get it once, you know? Yep. Yeah, this is um, the perfect segue, I believe, um, into our episode topic for this very first episode of Easy Does It, um, which is the topic of growth uh, and how are we going to use those days and, and make them matter. So um, as Rob mentioned earlier, we are a learning and growth organization. Some of you have probably heard that statement before. And we figured before we go any further, we should probably talk a little bit um, about growth. Yeah. And what does that word mean? Um, how, how do we make sense of it? And um, we're hoping to give you some tools on how to grow yourself through this podcast. But before we get to that place, we want to talk a little bit about this word growth mm-hmm. or this process or this this thought of personal growth. So I will ask you first, Rob Jeezy, mm. um, what does growth mean to you? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely love this word and I sometimes hate, hate this word, you know, like, so growth is one of those it can be a painful process but when you go back and you look and you're like man look how far I've come it's a it's such a it's such a great thing Um, growth for me some words came to mind was um, it's a constant process Um, I think learning is involved in that you learn about yourself about the world about your life Um, a word that comes up for me is pushing so growth isn't comfortable and and then I also thought like rebuilding because we're always in a constant process of rebuilding ourselves and trying to make our ourselves better um you know it's funny uh I go to the gym in the morning with uh oh Mark uh Eddie Edward uh we have Sam Pace which is my favorite person in there my favorite human in there he has no emotion (laughs) <laughs> until we're squatting. Um, Shout out to the Planet Fitness group. I know. It's the brotherhood. <laughs> so so we were at the gym, and uh, I was whispering sweet nothings into Mark's ear this morning when we were uh, working out. He told me to shut up and go away. Um, I, I saw this quote, and I heard this thing, and they said, uh, 
pain is the price of progress. And when I think of growth, it's one of those things. It's a process of rebuilding. So I feel like to me, those words come to mind and, um, I guess I never really feel like it's comfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm having some growth right here in this moment uh, because this uh, the magic happens outside the comfort zone, yeah. right? Yeah. I think the comfort zone keeps us in the hamster wheel because that's that's comfortable. It's it's easy. Uh, I think that the growth piece is hard, and so that's why sometimes we don't step outside and really try and see what's possible. Um, to no one's surprise, I looked up the definition of growth. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it actually was interesting because the first one that I saw, which is probably the definition of growth that we're talking about, I understand that one, but it was actually the second one that kind of spoke to me a little bit. So the first one was the process of developing or maturing physically, mentally, or spiritually. So I can get down with that, right? That's we're growing and, you know, we're all physically growing, mentally growing, spiritually growing. The second one, though, said the process of increasing in amount, value, or importance. And I don't think that they intended for that to be the definition to use for growth, how we're using it today. But I really liked the idea of increasing the amount, the value, the importance, increasing my importance. Uh, I don't know why that stuck out to me. I loved that both of them used the word process yeah. because like you were saying, this, this doesn't ever end. It's not, you know, we set this goal out in front of us and then it's, we hit it done, you know, kind of wipe your hands of it and oh, I'm all grown. So I like that it's a process. I like that it's developing. And I love that the definition talked a little bit more about value yeah. and importance. I'm curious, and I know this is going to look different for everybody, but when we think about increasing her value, how, how do you feel like somebody does that? Well, so going back to Jim Rohn, I feel like he might come up a lot in this podcast. Yes. So uh, he says, make yourself more valuable to the marketplace. <laughs> and professionally, I think that's a really interesting way to think about your growth is I always want to be continuing to make myself more valuable to the marketplace, whatever the marketplace is. Sitting here today, I may not know 10 years down the road what the marketplace looks like for me, but I have to be doing something today to make sure I'm ready for whatever that marketplace might look like down the road. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's kind of this um, increasing in value professionally. Now, personally, I think it's really looking at the relationships that I have and how can I continue to work on those so that they are just how I want them to be. Because uh, we all have room to grow, I think, with our loved ones they don't always get the best versions of us. Yeah. That's, that's the tough part. You give a lot at work and are you giving a lot at home when you get there? Mm -hmm. That's tough. And you know, old Jimmy, Jim Rohn, he, uh, says work harder on yourself than you do your job. Mm -hmm. And that's an interesting piece on the other side of his, of increasing value. Sometimes you think, or at least I think it's like, I've got to just increase my value here. But if I spend time on myself outside of work, if it's reading or going to make myself better at a seminar or, or going somewhere to push myself, 
um, that's going to increase value and increase that value in the marketplace that you work in too. Mm-hmm. If you're more responsible, you're able to uh, manage your time better, uh, have harder conversations, all those types of things will essentially make you better at the end. Yeah, I think I've heard you say this before, and this actually might come from Jim Rohn too, um, is it's like the boat analogy, the s- sailboat. I don't know nothing about boats, um, <laughs> but so we're all going to end up somewhere, right? The, bo- the boat's going to take us from point A to point B. And I think the growth piece is you deciding where you land. Yeah. Do you put up the sails and go whatever way? Listen, north, compass, something. Yeah, it's the compass. Yeah. <laughs> is that what that thing's called? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, are you going to put up the sails and go the way that you want to go? You're going to land somewhere. So growth to me is you putting up the sails and saying this is what i'm growing towards this is where i want to be um making that decision instead of just ending up wherever the wind takes you yeah you're gonna end up somewhere you might as well end up where you want to go yeah and that's the interesting part um i know we just had our mentorship meeting last week uh in the compass group and Mm -hmm. we're really thinking about like what are our whys? We've talked about values. We talked about awareness. Um, but then when we think about our direction, like our whys, that's a really hard topic to talk about. And when we think about growth, if we're knowing we're going to, we have control over our growth, it's what are we growing towards? Mm-hmm. So you've got to have some form of a destination. There's a destination out there for you. We all know that there's an end destination. But it's what quality of person will I be when I get there and what have I accomplished? Well, I've just accomplished things or the things that matter most to me or Mm -hmm. you. And that looks different. But that's the journey that we all have to set out on. Um, But I I would venture to say it's challenging to figure out what that is. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. I do think the growth mindset piece is important. And so when we look at growth as a whole, it's cool to say I want to grow. And I know it's important. Mm Mm-hmm. But what kind of mindset do I have to have? And I think that looks different. And I feel like I have an image in my mind of what that looks like, but I know that looks different for everybody. So when you think of having a growth mindset, what comes to mind for you? Uh, well, I think when I think about what does, what does growth look like, what does a growth mindset look like, I think the first thing is, like we talked about before, is stepping off the hamster wheel. I think at some point you have to decide um, this is not exactly how I want it to be. So I need to do something different. Mm -hmm. And then I think the next thing is, which we talk about a lot in tech talks and lunch and learn is this self-reflection. We have to have the opportunity or give ourselves the opportunity to do the reflection that it takes to recognize where we're going, where we're not going, where we need to make some changes. I think one of the things we get into the cycle of, I'll do it later, or it's someone else's responsibility, or we have to start taking ownership of, I I control my happiness, I control my effectiveness, I control where my boat lands. And so it's taking a step off the hamster wheel, making time for the self-reflection piece so that you know what places in my life do I need to make some changes to get to where um, I want to be? And then believing, that's where the mindset piece comes in, believing that you can actually do that. I think you know we, we use the 
Sad Sack Sally. <laughs> uh, that's a quote from You Are a Badass, yeah. which is in the Mr. Jenkins Lending Library. Go check it out. And uh, you have to believe, Sally doesn't believe that she can reach her end goals. Uh, and so she doesn't. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I think you have to have that growth mindset that you can navigate whatever comes because you've set your eyes on the goals or the end or the destination. My mind is going a million miles an hour. The, the self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Um, I believe that our brains, I'm high theoretical. I, I'm sure that no one could have guessed that, all you discers out there. Uh, but I think our brains are so amazing. They're so amazing. And if your brain, if you're thinking, I can't do it, then you're not. Um, somebody said in the Compass Group, I think, if you think you can or you can't, you're right. Yep. And so self-fulfilling prophecy to me, it, it means... Um, taking charge, you will follow suit to whatever your brain is thinking. So if your brain is constantly thinking, oh, sad sack Sally, if you, if your, if your brain is constantly thinking that you can't do it, all the odds are against you, it's never going to work out, then that's exactly what's going to happen. If you are, I can do this, I can figure this out, I can find a way, then then you'll follow suit. And Dewey, um, back to Dewey, in Mr. Jenkins told me, he has uh, he has a quote in there is, um, people, only, people take only actions they've already seen in their minds. So we don't do anything that we haven't first thought, already thought of. And so I think right. that that's a lot of where the self-fulfilling prophecy comes in. Yeah, that reminds me, I, I... I talk about this when we do the service system training with all the techs, but uh, we talk about focus and that falls into the pillars of state. I know all of you techs know exactly what I'm talking about right now. (laughs) So when we look at focus, um, we talk about what we focus on, we find. And when we look at self-fulfilling prophecies, if you believe that you can't do it, your mind is already focused on it. And your body, all it's trying to do is fulfill what your mind is thinking in the first place. So your body is not going to give maximal effort because you don't need to. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't believe that you need to. Likewise, like this morning with Mark again, even though I was whispering sweet nothings into his ear, it was encouragement to push himself forward. And just having somebody else there watching you, motivating you, you somehow find a little bit more Mm -hmm. in the tank that you didn't think was there just a moment ago, but it was. Mm -hmm. And when you believe it, your body says, oh, this is what we're doing now. I told this story in the service system training that I used to go mountain biking with my dad and we would go down the trails. My dad was ridiculously talented on the bike. It was crazy. I could never keep up with him. But going down these trails, you know, Every once in a while, you'd see this like lone tree that's just just a little bit on the inside of the trail, and you can see where people have gone around it. And I used to always focus. I'm like, man, don't hit the tree. Don't hit the tree. Watch out for the tree. And your mind doesn't necessarily understand negatives. It just hears the word tree being repeated. And so your body's like, oh, he wants the tree. And what did I find? My handlebar hooks the tree, and I go flying off in the trees. And I got a tree. But... 
one of my uh, technicians said to me one time, well, what are you supposed to focus on? And or he actually told me, I said, what am I supposed to focus on? He says, hey, I used to do the same thing and it's follow the path. Mm -hmm. So whichever way that you want to go, you have to first believe that you can do it. And then your body will make efforts to try to achieve what you want. And the first time I think that you realize that, it changes everything about how you approach problems, people, the good things in life, the challenging things in life. It's always easy to have a good growth mindset when things are going right. Can you have it when it's not? Yeah. I think that's the the tough part. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of it is to me about taking – that ownership piece, you know, where is my thinking? Am I thinking about the tree or the path? And having, we talked about the awareness, having the awareness to know where I'm at, where is my head? Is it on the tree or is it on the path? Um, Another quote, this is from seven habits of highly effective people also in the library. Um, And he says, um, so Stephen Covey wrote that book and he says, I am what I am today because of the choices I made yesterday. Mm. And so I think that it's so much easier. We all do this, right? We all so much easier to blame others to blame outside circumstances um when we put the problem out there other people other things other circumstances then i think what we do is we're empowering what's out there to control us instead of the opposite i control what happens to me moving forward So I think the first thing um, in developing this growth mindset in just your own personal growth is making some time to really take a long look at yourself. Where is my thinking? Uh, What are my goals? What are, what's the end, what's the end game for all my Swifties out there? Oh my Lord. (laughs) (laughs) What's the end game? I won't sing. Uh, But I think it's really looking at the end game and how am my choices what am I today? What I am today is because of the choices I made yesterday. What choices am I making today that are getting me closer to that? Mm. You said something that caught my attention. And when you're drawing awareness to what you're thinking, I mean, that that's a challenging thing for people, to, for anybody to do, including both of us. I know we've mm-hmm. talked about it, but how, how does one find the awareness to be mindful of their thoughts? thinking and their actions in the in the moment like that I think that that's really hard I think in the moment it's really hard it to me it's easy it's easier I don't know if the it's right to take the easy way out in this situation but I think it's for me it's the reflection piece if a situation happens at work or at home and it really like gets under my skin or it makes me feel a some sort of way I think that what you have to do is you have to take a second to step back and say, why did that, why did that make me feel that way? Why, why did this comment from, you know, my significant other or this comment at work, why have I not been able to stop thinking about it? Why have I turned it over in my head 1 million times? If you're the kind of person that does that, me, uh, why have I done that? And you have to get down to what that issue is or what that underlying cause is yourself. To me, that's, that's the awareness piece is something happened. It made me feel some, some kind of way, some sort of way. Why 
I, until I get to that why of uh, why did it affect me the way that it did, I don't know what to change. I don't know what to start working on. So I think the, for me, the easiest way to practice self-awareness is to practice self-reflection. Hmm. What about you? Hmm. It's tough. Um, the awareness piece, I, I don't know that I was fully aware of my thinking and all that that we just talked about. Maybe not until the really the past like five years. Mm-hmm. Like um, thinking about that in school, I, I, I was a big thinker. I've always like just been very curious about things. Uh, it's made me do research and learn. I've, I'm like you, I'm a high theoretical. I like to learn. But I don't know that I was actually aware of my thoughts until later. Um, I did explore my thoughts. Like I used, I, I still do like, like writing poetry or mm-hmm. like writing thoughts down and, and exploring that. But I don't know that the awareness of what I'm thinking or saying in the moment really came up until more recent. I do think the awareness piece, once you've, once you've encountered awareness and you are able to be aware of yourself in the moment, it opens a whole new world of things are happening around me and I've never noticed them before. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking as we were talking uh, about this before we shot this episode, it's like thinking of what's actually there in front of you, like the awareness side that you never saw before. And once you can realize that, then you can start to have that mindset all the time. Like I was thinking of even a CSR, if they're on the phone, like the first thing you learn, I need to learn the service system. I need to learn how is this process supposed to play out with a customer and a standard call. And then the, the longer you're on the call, then you start to learn, you know, six months later, you learn tonality. Mm. How am I supposed to say this? And how can I tweak my words to match this person? Then you learn, oh, I, I need to ask different questions. I can get a different response from somebody if I just ask a different question. And then later you learn the laws of influence and why things work the way that they do. And all that's been there the entire time. Mm-hmm. You just didn't see it before. Yeah. So when we think of even the growth mindset, once you understand I have control over the direction I go, mm-hmm. I just need to have the awareness of it. And then I can control that direction. And then, like you said earlier, like when you're off track, you're able to divert yourself back towards the path or that, that compass heading on the boat that you were supposed to be going the whole time. Cause we, we all get off path at some point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It is. That's, uh, it makes me think of, of training mastery. You know, we, we all experience training and education in a certain way as we're going through our schooling and we think it's supposed to go one way, but then people come to training mastery, they get a whole new, it's like a whole, you know, it's like the doors. Open. Oh yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, and like the light shines out of the doors and they're like, Oh, and so it's that, that way of teaching and learning has always been there. It's just not what we've all experienced um, as we've, as we've gone through school. So it's just, uh, Stephen Covey would call that paradigm shifting. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's real fancy. It is. It is a fancy word. <laughs> it's a $5 word. Well, the other thing too, that I wanted, that as you were talking and we kind of talked about the, um, having the ownership of it yourself. 
one thing that so Rob and I were lucky enough uh, to go to a class and we had an excellent facilitator and he talked about this idea of be do have and so lots of us myself included um, we think of it this way when I have I'll do and then I'll be so when I have more time, I'll do more things with my family and then I'll be a better parent or a better mom or whatever, however, fill in the blanks. Um, when really it's the opposite. The, the way that we should be looking at it is who must I be? What must I do so that I can have? Mm -hmm. So who must I be? I must be a person who prioritizes my family. Uh, what must I do? I must organize my week and the tasks and the things that have to get done so I can maximize the time that I spend with the people that mean the most to me. And so that I can have the relationships with my family that mean more than anything to me. Yeah. So I, that has stuck with me. I feel, gosh, I don't even know when we went to that. Uh, January. Yeah. Earlier this year. Um, it's cold as crap outside. <laughs> and so, but that has stuck with me um, just so clearly is really thinking be, do, have. I have to be before anything else can happen. This world is not set up to hand us things. We all know that. Mm -hmm. So instead of waiting for the world to hand me something, I need to choose what I need to be right now. Yeah, that makes me think about someone that's a high performer and someone that's mediocre performer they both have the same job they both put their pants on the same way every day and they would seemingly approach the job the same but there's a vast difference between the two of them and when you can sit down and put those two individuals side by side you can see that there's a mentality that's different there's behaviors that are different and behaviors are, are a result of how you think about those things. The being piece, I have to be this type of person. Um, I do know, you know, we've talked on the management team just about um, how we're going to grow. Like, what's our goal? Like, what's our long-term goal as a business? You know, you think about revenue. If we want to increase revenue and be a higher revenue company as an individual, I have to be able to grow with that. I have to be a higher performing trainer. A higher performing facilitator so how do I do that mm -hmm. I've got to make myself more valuable I have to be something different and in order to be something in the future different I got to do those things now not when the opportunity presents itself right same thing if you're you know if you're the type of individual that you're like hey I want to grow into a different position awesome please do that's great what are you going to do right now to be that person you can't wait for the interview to show up and say all right it's time to get ready because the interviews today, yeah. you've got to think, what do I need to do now to prepare myself for that? And that's truly at the core of a growth mindset. I've got to do those things now in order to grow into the person of the future of who I actually, who I want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, so that makes me think of how the person I want to be, um, how do we take some time to figure out who that is what do you think what does that look like what's the what is as the swifties would say how do we determine the end game y'all can't see it but i just rolled my eyes <laughs> <laughs> yo i i think that that's a that's tough you gotta like sit down and think what do i want 
like a standard notebook moment. What do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you do need to think about what is important to me, determine your values. I know in the Compass group class that we're having right now, we spent time talking about our values and talked about our whys. And once you can pinpoint what that end game is, what you're looking for, it helps guide your direction. And you'll also find uh, it seems that some people even in that group found that the values they thought that they had, mm-hmm. once they sat down and thought about it, they were a little bit different. Yeah. And they'd been living those values the whole time. And sometimes that can show up as frustration. I feel like I'm not moving in the direction I want, but I don't know what it is. Think about your values. You can even think about your why, like, what am I doing this thing for? Mm-hmm. Whether it be work, uh, it could be your life. What do I want out of this this thing? And when you sit down and think about it, what is a meaningful life to you? If you can ask yourself that question and really take the time to think about it, I think you'll find that some things that you're doing right now don't support that those qualities that you would want to have towards the end. What do you want people to say about you Mm -hmm. um, later, you know? Yeah. If I might. You might and you may. (laughs) If I might do a little read aloud. This is going back to my, um, my teaching days. And I read this to the Compass Group last week, and I think that this, this really helped me. I've done something like this before. Obviously, if you are driving your van or your truck, do not close your eyes. Uh, but if you have pulled over to the QT, then you can close your eyes and think about what this might look like. But I think Rob is exactly right, is taking the time to think about um, what what would represent a life well lived to you. And when I read this in the same book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, it made me start to really think about what that would look like to me. So here goes. Read aloud time with Meredith. I'm ready. Uh, In your mind's eye, see yourself going to the funeral of a loved one. Picture yourself driving to the funeral parlor or chapel, parking the car and getting out. As you walk inside the building, you notice the flowers, the soft organ music. You see the faces of friends and family you pass along the way. You feel the shared sorrow of losing, the joy of having known that radiates from the hearts of the people there. As you walk down to the front of the room and look inside the casket, you suddenly come face to face with yourself. This is your funeral, three years from today. All these people have come to honor you to express feelings of love and appreciation for your life. As you take a seat and wait for the services to begin, you look at the program in your hand. There are to be four speakers. The first is from your family, immediate and also extended. The second speaker is one of your friends, someone who can give a sense of what you were as a person. The third speaker is from your work or profession, and the fourth is from your church or some community organization where you've been involved in service. Now, think deeply. What would you like each of these speakers to say about you and your life? What kind of husband, wife, father, or mother would you like their words to reflect? What kind of son or daughter or cousin? What kind of friend? What kind of working associate? What character would you like them to have seen in you? What contributions, what achievements would you want them to remember? Look carefully at the people around you. What difference would you like to have made in their lives? As a tear rolls down my face. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Sorry we had to go to that place in the very first podcast. But I do believe um, that whole section of the book is called Beginning with the End in Mind. And that's exactly what he's trying to set you up to do is to begin with the end in mind. 
and thinking about the end. And I did this exercise. I wrote down, how do I want people to describe me as a wife, as a mom, as a daughter, as a sister, as a coworker, as a friend? I, I wrote out beside those what I wanted all those people to say. And it really helped me to see what things were important to me. And if I was creating the life that would enable people to say those things about me. Uh, so I think that it's, I think that helps us gain clarity. It helps us step off the hamster wheel mm -hmm. and say, is what I'm doing now uh, setting me up to have people say the things that I want them to say at that time? What themes did you notice as you were doing that activity? Mm -hmm. um, support. The word support came up in every single one. Yeah. I want to be a supportive wife, a supportive mom, a supportive friend, sister, coworker. Uh, over and over again, that word came up for me. And so what it made me realize is, you know, am I doing that? Am I being supportive in all of those areas of my life? And if I'm honest with myself, the answer is no. Uh, I'm not doing all the things that I could be doing to support all the people that the relationships that are really important to me. And that reflection helps me know what to do differently going forward. Yeah. It sounds like after that activity, you spending the time doing that, you, it sounds like you made some changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The growth mindset and thinking about what you would want someone to say, they all really play hand in hand. You start thinking about what is the end destination? And then what's the roadmap to get to that? As we're sitting here talking, I have a uh, giant map of Candyland on my wall <laughs> that we've done in some activities. My techs out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know you loved it. But the end is to get to King Candy down there at the end. And if you started this game and there was no destination, it's like we're playing the game, but where am I going? And if I get stuck in the gingerbread plum trees do I know the purpose of that in the moment maybe not but if you know that the end game is to be a successful person a a valuable member a supportive parent it's like I'm doing the gingerbread plum tree moment so that I can have the fortitude to be strong for my family and be supportive if you don't know what the end game is then the stuff in the middle sometimes doesn't make sense to you mm -hmm. and you don't see what the purpose of this is. So the beginning with the end in mind is it's a really valuable and powerful tool. And sometimes we don't necessarily think about that. I was even thinking, you know, along the path as we're going, sometimes it's even if you've set the destination for yourself, the question comes up, when you, you're like, cool, I'm, I'm on the path, and then life hits you, mm -hmm. not far down it, and then it's easy to slow down or even stop. And I, I was even curious. I, I, I did a little bit of searching to try to figure out, you know, why do people stop growing? Mm. You, you may look to your left and your right, and there's people that you work with or people in your life that, you know, sometimes they give up. Maybe it's you. I know I've given up before, and I'm like, dang, what am I even doing here? Um, and this study, they showed a couple of different things of like why people stop. And I want to share those with you guys today. The first one, it's uh, people stop making an effort to learn. Uh, much like I said earlier, learning is hard. Growing is hard. They say that pain is the price of progress, right? So it's hard. It requires effort. So when we're trying to grow, 
and it's tough, it slows you down. And then again, you're like, why am I doing this? And so sometimes people get off the path. I know we've all had those moments. I tell Meredith and the team all the time, if I can just get through this quarter, I'll be, I'll be fine. I don't know about y'all, but this year has been crazy. But if it's tough, you can look at it as this is hard and this is slowing me down. Or you can say this is hard and it's making me better. And I think that that mindset is, uh, is important. The second one is we stop setting goals for ourselves. So they said, uh, according to research, it says less than 3% of Americans have written down goals and less than 1% review and rewrite their goals on a daily basis, which I thought was pretty wild. Yeah. Wow. Now, I know Meredith has done this, and I did this a hot minute ago, but at Nexstar they have everybody do the 5-5-20. I know you remember that, don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to you wanna enlighten people on what that – that daggum five five twenty is. <laughs> I sure will. I started off doing the full five five twenty, but quickly dropped the twenty. Uh, so we the five five starts with five goals, five gratitudes. Does it matter what order they're in? Um, you technically you're supposed to do the twenty first. Oh, young Meredith. I was doing it wrong the whole time. <laughs> yeah, you do you do what you do. Tell us all about it. what you got. So uh, five goals, five gratitudes. Uh, I I don't know if y'all know this, but on Teams you can chat with yourself, and I do it all the time. Who better to you, talk you, to? You, right? You talk to yourself. I sure do. Wow. Uh, not just on Teams either, but so <laughs> when I come in first thing every morning is I. I chat with myself in teams and I put my five goals and I put my five gratitudes for the day. So I start with my five gratitudes and it can be anything from like I had hot water in the shower this morning because once you start paying attention to the things that you're grateful for, you'll notice you have a whole, whole, whole lot to be grateful for. Uh, It could be something as simple as I got to work safely as a gratitude. And then I go into my five goals. So my five goals typically have something specifically to do with that day, but they all support some sort of end goal in some way, shape, or form. And those are both personal goals or professional goals. And then I drop down in the aisle right outside of my cubicle and do 20 push-ups. I know you do. I've seen it. I've seen it. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually not true. I used to do 20 push-ups at home, and I don't. I don't tell, don't anyone tell Rob, but I don't do the 20 push-ups anymore. Yeah, I won't tell him. <laughs> so the five five twenty, uh, I've told so many texts this. I did this when I was at Nexstar. I did it for a while when I came back, but just like I was saying earlier, we all can stumble and fall. I stopped doing them mm-hmm. after a while. Uh, we came back from uh, the last Nexstar meeting, and Meredith was doing the five five twenty for a while, and... I know it made a big impact. It's funny. Sometimes the things that we know we should do, they make an impact. And then even so, speaking for myself, mm-hmm. just fall off, man. Life happens. Yeah. But when you know the things that can push you forward, when they're right there in front of you, sometimes it's just reaching out and grabbing it and doing it. And you'll find, you know, the, the price of progress is pain. It's like, I got to do this. It's maybe not convenient, but we know that the inconvenient things like that are worthwhile. They're, they're worth doing, but not everybody does them. But that's, that's, right. just, that's just how we are. Mm-hmm. Um, the third thing I want to offer to you guys of why people stop growing was when we set goals, sometimes we suck at it. And it seems very trivial and small, but do you know how to set goals? 
does everybody know how to set goals for themselves? I think sometimes we write down like, all right, I want to lose 30 pounds. And it's like, cool. When are you going to do that by mm, this year? Cool. Like December 31st, are we talking? Or, you know, what, when, when is that going to happen? And what does that break down to each month and each week and each day? What do you need to do? Well, I'm just going to eat cleaner. Okay. 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 Because <laughs> so, I'll tell you, my definition of clean eating and Rob's definition of clean eating, that is two different things. <laughs> you're going to eat broccoli and rice and a little bit of chicken. So s- setting those goals for yourself, if you suck at it, it's okay. Like it, no, no one knows everything that they need to know uh, in their life. But when you learn it, it becomes easy. And, and one of them that I've offered to people in different classes, and I'm sure you all probably heard it, but you had them, I'll tell you anyway, is SMART goals. So SMART is an acronym. So with the S, it's specific. Be specific with what your goal is going to be. I want to lose 20 pounds or whatever that is, but it needs to be exactly what you're looking for. You want to be specific with what your goal is going to be. And then the M is measurable. You need to know when the end date is or how am I going to measure this Now, the measurement piece sometimes with goals can be challenging, but you need to try to make them as um, realistic as you can as you do it and think about what number am I trying to hit? Is it 22 pounds and when by? It needs to be by December 31st at 2 p.m. You want to be as specific and measurable as you can. Attainable, you definitely want it to be something that's not ridiculous, like I'm going to lose 30 pounds in three hours. (laughs) I mean, you're going to be in a sweat lodge in a sweatsuit, walking to Stairmaster and somebody's going to be screaming at you. You might, you might lose some, but you're not going to hit it. So it's got to be attainable. The R is relevant. So it's got to be something that is relevant to you. If you're making a work goal and it has, and the goal that you're setting for yourself isn't even tied to what you do, uh, you're not going to attain it. So it's got to be relevant to what you're trying to accomplish. And the last is timely, which is similar to the measurable you want it to be set your timeline to how you want to accomplish that. I know we've had a lot of people through different classes that have tried these and it's made a big difference for them. So the, the smart goals are where it's at. Now the last two I want to offer to you guys, and then we'll start bringing this bad boy in for a landing is number four is having a one track mind about growth Sometimes we think growth is linear, that I need to continue to progress forward. But if any of you have done a, let's say, a weight loss program before, y'all know it ain't no straight line. You might have some days that you weigh yourself and you, you're like, dang, I lost two pounds today. And then five days later, you think you're going to keep dropping. And guess what? You don't gain two back. And it's like, what just happened? And growth is not linear. It's a squiggly line. You can just draw a squiggly line on your paper right now. Cause I know you're taking notes, <laughs> but it's, it's all kinds of crazy. But by the end of the process, you've learned a lot. That's the whole point, the learning piece. And just know you're going to get there, but it's going to take some time. The last one is growth is painful. I've been saying it this whole time. Price of progress is pain. It's going to be painful. And some things are different. Pain looks different for everybody. And the one thing that I found it was interesting in this research, and I'd love your thoughts on this, Meredith, but um, I, I thought it was interesting that everyone's pain tolerance looks different. Mm. Some people can take on a lot on their shoulders, and you look to them, and you're like, I don't know how you do that. And comparison can be a thief of joy, but it looks different for everybody. And 
pain tolerance for Meredith is going to look very different for me. I'm, I'm a wuss. I can't take it. But when we look at pain tolerance, that I think that sometimes can be a big factor in, you know, growth, you know? Yeah, I think uh, it reminds me of we did a Tech Talks and a Lunch and Learn on stress. It's the same type of thing. We used an analogy of a bucket. So our buckets, the size of our buckets are determined by lots of different things. Um, our upbringings, our um, genetics maybe, I don't know. Uh, our upbringings, our experiences in life, all of those things determine the size of my bucket. So my bucket might be teeny tiny for stress or for pain, this pain of growth, or my bucket might be huge. And we have to be okay with whatever the size of our bucket is yeah. because that's the size of our bucket. And if we feel like we need to step back and reassess because our bucket's overflowing, then do that. It's, it's okay if your bucket is not as big as the next person's. You just have to figure out a strategy to kind of overcome that. Do you think you can change the size of your bucket? Uh, drastically, probably not. But incrementally, possibly. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't know about y'all, but I'm always thinking, how can I change and get better? And you have stress, you have pain, you have all these different things that come up in our life. Not necessarily always negative, but even on the positive side, can I grow and develop these? And I, I do think there's some things that you can change, mm -hmm. but there's some stuff that you just can't. And there's some things that we just have to be okay with that I can't change that, but be mindful of when you're put in those situations. And it's like, okay, this is, this is something I'm not great at, but... Here we are. That's right. Yeah, how do we handle this, That's right? That's right. Be do have. That's right. <laughs> Who am That's I going right. to be? Love it. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to try and recap a little bit. And uh, then we're going to have a call to action because we want to make sure that uh, after you listen, listening's the easy part, right? Just like coming to a class uh, here in the building, that's the easy part. It's when you take this and you do something with it. So we talked about growth today and uh, we, I don't think we ever even mentioned that growth is a human need. It, yeah. All of us have a desire to grow uh, and to be more than we are today. And can I just do a side note? Yeah. I know. I knew you were looking at that. <laughs> Me too. Uh, so... I'll give a shout out to Brandon Anderson for this because this conversation has stuck with me for a while. We were talking about what to do in the lunch and learns and um, he said, people have to refuse to be the stumpy tree. And I'm, what, do that, what does that mean? Uh, going back to Jim Rohn, we've referenced him a couple times today. He has a quote, which I won't read the whole thing to you, but basically uh, the gist of it is, is that everything outside of humans um, animals, plants, all the things that are living, they all grow as tall, as fast, as quick, as strong as they can. They have to for survival. They don't have a choice. The only thing that has a choice are humans, uh, us people. And we choose whether to grow as tall, as strong, as fast as we can, or we don't. And so if you are choosing, not to uh, dig your roots down deep and your branches up way high, then you are choosing to be the stumpy tree. So um, 
Yep. So Brandon's little uh, quote, refuse to be the stumpy tree, has stuck with me uh, for a while. So um, how did I get off on that tangent? Oh, growth is a human need. Yes. So growth is a human need. We all want to do it. We hope that we've given you a few strategies for um, doing that. First, we would like to invite you to step off the hamster wheel of life. Um, the day in, day out, never stopping to think about, is this life I'm living meaningful to me? And what can I do today to change that if it's not? I think we would invite you to do some self-reflection. Where is it that uh, I could make some changes? Big ones, small ones, don't even matter. As long as you're choosing to reflect on where you could do things a little bit differently in your life. Uh, Rob just talked about a couple of things. Oh, uh, the 5520. That's an easy way to jump in and start uh, refocusing on the things that you're grateful for, setting some goals, maybe doing some push ups. Please do. <laughs> or something easier than a push up, potentially. Uh, setting some goals, remembering that those SMART goals. And uh, last but not least, uh, we would love to invite you guys to just visu visualize what you see for yourself. Start creating this vision in your head of what, what is it going to look like for you and what could you do today, this week, however small, what could you do today to get you closer to that vision? What would represent a life well lived? Yeah. Uh, it's out there for all of us. We just have to choose uh, to take advantage and to pursue whatever that vision is that's showing itself to us. Absolutely. Yeah, growth is huge. There's so many layers to it. There's always other ways you can see things, but like Meredith said, take that first step, step towards that type of life that you wanna live that would be a worthwhile life. And I can guarantee you if you're pushing towards that, life will have worth for you. Yep. And shout out to the best IT team in the world. Uh, and Justin, man, he is quick on that keyboard, y'all. He has created us an email, easydoesit at morrisjenkins.com. And that is easy as in E-A-S-Y, not easy. If you would, after you've had some time to work on some of these things that we've talked about in this week's podcast, shoot us an email. Let us know how it went for you. Or if you want to send us some ideas for things that we could cover in future podcasts. Or if you are an awesome member of the Morris Jenkins team and you have a really cool story to share, we would absolutely love to have you on the podcast to share your story. Also, be on the lookout for an Easy Does It Teams channel. That'll be another place where you can uh, get in touch with Rob and I, and uh, we can see kind of how this journey is going for you. So we're excited to see where the podcast will go. We're excited to see where you're going to go. And uh, we can't wait. Yeah, can't, can't wait. wait. It's going to be great. Yep. Well, this is us signing off. Appreciate y'all.